Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 191. Are you listening? Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be back with you. First, my thoughts and love go out to all of those involved in the Texan elementary school killing. Those who are grieving, those who are traumatized, those who are hurt, those who will never forget. And I hope we never forget, just as many of us from Britain never forgot the dreadful massacre that occurred in Dunblane in 1996. This brings communities together. It allows us to understand that we're not alone. And one of the aspects of this is being able to listen to each other, listen to what's going on. And that's really my theme for today. But first, maybe I need to put it into context with what else is happening, this Mars and Jupiter there in Aries. Aries is about new adventures, new projects, stepping out on our own, finding ourselves. Many would describe it as the hero's journey. You know, the time when you leave home, whatever time that was, and you to discover yourself, it's a time of discovery. So when we start new projects, we are discovering ourselves and then reflecting back on ourselves and say, wow, I did that. At the same time, because Mars is also rules Aries, it's intensifying this Jupiter and Aries energy, which is bringing not just a sense of wow and adventure, but also a warlike energy. And that warlike energy is like, yes, let's go and discover ourselves, but let's go and discover ourselves in other people's property, in other people's worlds. And often apply our ideas onto other people's worlds, thinking that's what they want. The world at the moment is really vulnerable to new wars. If you haven't seen what's happening in the Middle East, much is happening there. We know what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. It's also happening in our own homelands. And it reminds me of what happened during the pandemic. There was this, let's go to war against the virus. Let's go to war against what's happening and you're either with me or against me. And that energy of fight or flight is something that is much more attuned to our masculine energy than our feminine energy. So what we know is that at times of stress, humans produce a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin in the presence of testosterone, the masculine hormone, which women have as well, but in the presence of testosterone, we, are ten, we have a tendency to go into fight or flight because I'm stronger on my own or I will defend myself. And that is, tends to be much more of a masculine energy of you know, being respected because of who you are as an individual. Whereas oxytocin with estrogen or estrogen, as whatever you might pronounce it, actually asks us to bond. So... There has been research done that when women are in a time of stress, they may call a friend, get together, want a hug. 
come together in a community. And we're seeing that where women and mums are coming together in this crisis that was created where baby formula was not available, which is quite ridiculous to actually starve babies of what their needs are at this time. But never fear, the mums came together. They found ways of helping each other, whether it was through spare breast milk or through formula. So what women will do in a moment of crisis is cooperate, communicate, find a point of common union and seek to create a sustainable future, as I call it. Because it's all very well going off and fighting or flighting, but if there's nothing to come home to, it's a waste of time. So I feel at this time, instead of creating a common enemy, like a virus or whatever it is, let's all be against something. This is the time to say, how do we not only communicate with each other, listen to each other, but also cooperate with each other? And more importantly, communicate and cooperate with our bodies, with nature, with mother nature. This cannot be a time when we separate from nature, from the life force that exists within us, from the cells, our DNA. Everything is about come home to who we are, not reject it, move away from it. It's failing. Fight it. Fight your immune system. Fight Mother Earth. She's the enemy. No, she's not. And the more we separate from ourselves, the sicker we will become. Our immune system is not about fight and flight. It's about cooperation, coming home. Those of us who are feeling well, staying well, is because we've actually come home. We, we love our bodies. We love who we are. We're communicating. I can only encourage that in our movement forward. Because I can guarantee we're going to be looking for another enemy in the future if we just progress in a masculine way. It may be ETs, it may be UFOs, it may be another virus. <gasps> Watch out, fight, flight. And the response of fight and flight is to shut down on actually communication and listening. It's to act, it's to act quickly. And whatever information is coming into us, disregard it, unless it actually can apply in this moment. That's what we've seen happen. So much information has been flooding in, and yet those who consider themselves leaders in whether it's our medical or political or religious have, have limited their ability to listen to what is discriminative for them or what is critical for them and disregarding everything else. In other words, if it doesn't feed in the narrative, then it cannot be correct. And with this Gemini full new moon coming, Gemini may be, as some like to say, kind of superficially in our ability, and I will say that I am a Gemini, in our ability to take in information, but I don't see that. I see us being the communicator of information. We are like the bees that move the information around. And without our pollination, without our ability to collect information and move it around, we have no hope. Pollination isn't just about creating food, it's about expanding our consciousness. 
And to me, Gemini is about that expansion of consciousness through the ability to collate, analyze, integrate new information. And so that's what I see coming up on the 30th of this month of May. And I feel that over the last few years, that has been lost, maybe even the beginning of social media. You know, when I'm listening to someone and I'm watching them and I'm with them, I do have a tendency to nod, mm, um, and I do that when I'm working on the phone. I want to make sure that we have a communication. In other words, uh, what we call an intercourse, an exchange of energy. But it's not necessarily there because in my face, you will see that I'm listening. In my heart, you'll feel I'm listening. But that doesn't happen on texts or maybe emails or definitely on things like Twitter. We lose those non-verbal communicative responses. We lose the ability to connect. And we end up using emojis or explanation marks or question marks, whatever. We're actually losing the art of communication because it's more about hearing, it's more about listening. And hearing and listening are not the same. I remember a woman who came to see me because she had terrible temporomandibular joint problems the jawbone. She had a lot of pain in her jaws. And she'd been to see several specialists, all of whom had advised her of wearing a night guard or doing exercise with her mouth. But as is often the case, nobody had asked her, when is the problem worse? And she immediately answered me, when my husband's at home. This was a significant piece of my discriminative and my ability to distinctive listening. I listen for those things that are different. I don't listen for the things that are the same. And I asked her, what happens when your husband's at home? And she says, I say to him, we need to talk. And he then lifts up the newspaper. Nowadays, it could be he goes onto his iPhone and says, I'm listening. She said, it annoys me so much because even after I've spoken to a newspaper or back of his head because he's not listening, he'll say, but I heard you. And yes, he can recall exactly what she said, but he didn't listen with his heart. Once we agreed that the pain in her jaw came from the fact that she was angry, that nobody heard her, and that this was a repeat pattern going way back into her childhood where we had that message, children should be seen but not heard. She was ignored. She was invisible. She actually went off to singing classes. She actually sat her husband down and said, put down the phone, put down the newspaper, and listen to me without interrupting. And funny enough, she came to see me a month later and all her pain had disappeared. 
Listening is not the same as hearing. Being able to recall what someone says is not the same as having listened to them. Our tongue, our mouth is connected to our heart in Oriental medicine. Our heart dies when we're not heard, when we're not seen in a listening way. Our ability to listen has both nonverbal and verbal communication skills. And we know when we're not being listened to. We can see when someone has kind of become distracted, gone off in their head. And if you live with that for a long time, your heart will start to fade. Remember the man I know I spoke about before who said, you've listened to me more in this one hour than my wife has in the last 25 years. He just had his first heart attack. And my lovely opera singer who came to see me again with a heart attack and he said, I've stopped singing. I stopped singing because I was not given the part I wanted and I felt, well, what's the point? I said, start singing again, whether it's in your shower, in your car, wherever. But once our voice is heard, once we allow that frequency of our heart to be heard, our heart becomes more powerful, stronger. And I think all the issues that we're seeing in the world today have a lot to do with not being heard. Wearing a mask shuts off our ability to see those nonverbal communicative points. And even for someone who's as chatty as me, I found myself when I was wearing a mask, not communicating, not looking in anybody's eyes when I was going around the supermarket. I had a job to do just to pick up my sh shopping, but I found my communication was decreasing. I love now having my mask off and chatting again as I often do as I walk around the supermarket. And I was recently in a car park, probably going into that supermarket and there was a little family all masked up, even though this is not necessary anymore. And their eight-month-old baby, just as they were passing me, beamed at me. Now, babies often do beam at me, but I beamed back. I thought, this baby is missing this communication, this ability for its heart to be heard. And I was so pleased to say, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I know you, I love you. And so what we are working with now is how do we listen? Are we being heard? And how do we truly connect to someone at the very depths of their soul? Now, some of you may have had this same problem all your life, not being heard, not being seen, not being understood. And the natural tendency is either to rebel and shout and scream and say, you will hear me, or just to disappear. Get lost in your music, get lost in your stories, get lost in drugs, get lost in alcohol. And we have too much of that happening. We have too many young people committing suicide, too many young people losing themselves in drugs, too many people losing themselves 
on their iPads, their iPhones, not communicating, not listening. And I don't think it's just the fact that that's something that's come into our lives, but it's also because we're not actually hearing each other. So if you have a thought and you share it with the world and nobody seems to hear it, what are you going to do? Those two options, fight or flight. Either rebel, fight back, show yourself, reveal yourself, or go silent. And that ability to listen crosses the board. We have, as I've seen in school boards here in the United States, where parents have come forward with their ideas and stepped up and had these community meetings. I'm sure we have them town hall meetings all around the world. But I watch the board or the council or whoever it is that's on the stage, which they shouldn't be in the first place, saying that they're listening, but they're not. All they're thinking is, I will give this person this time because that's what's been allotted to them. I don't need to listen. And then I can move on because actually what you have to share has got nothing to do with my agenda. And that's sad. Because the listening is about changing our thinking in my mind. Maybe that's just me. But I don't think that we can grow as a community and a humanity if we've already got fixed ideas of how we're going to listen, what we're going to do. And I listened to a wonderful, I did listen to a wonderful conference last weekend, Better Way Conference, and wonderful speakers, very inspiring, very determined and com committed to changing health, changing education. But the one thought I came away with was, even though all of this is happening, and even though petitions are being signed, et cetera, et cetera, I sensed the people who were receiving the petitions, whether it was the WHO or the WEF or the governments, et cetera, actually didn't care. And I think that's what we're missing is that those who believe at the moment they're in control actually don't care about people. And sometimes we have to understand where they're coming from, listen to their agendas before we can truly communicate in a way of saying, if I'm talking to someone who actually doesn't care about me, how do I talk in a different way than I would do if I believed they were still like me, someone who was a caring individual? So I'm putting across a range of ideas here. I think communication is still going to be one of our greatest challenges over these next few years. And the ability to listen, as I say, is more about changing something because of new information coming in rather than just hearing information, but deciding that actually I'm only going to listen to what resonates with me at this level. And so I'm going to just give you a little bit more depth to this whole understanding. So first of all, I understand that we have hearing and listening. And from the research I've just been doing, when it comes to noise, and there is a lot of noise around, hearing is affected by more physical noise. So we all know that if there's a lot of physical noise, we can't hear. We, say, we start shouting or we say, I can't hear you. 
but our ability to listen is more affected by emotional noise and stress. So the more stressed we are, the more fearful we are, the more angry we are, the less we're able to listen. And we're less affected by physical noise. Now, there are different styles of listening, and I do, I'm just going to look at my own notes for this. So we have a sort of discriminative listening, which is where we actually focus on something. And just as I was talking about, I will hear what is a little strange in someone's communication. I'm like a detective. So it's, it's not that you're filtering out everything, but you are just being able to hear what's important. And then there's just information, which of course is so much of it out there. You listen to the information and it helps you in the moment, but it doesn't necessarily take you any deeper. And then there's critical listening. And, you know, we, there's a lot about uh, critical thinking going on at the moment, but a critical listening and thinking should be to be able to explore and examine many different points of view. And then to be able to say, okay, having listened to all the points of view, this is my evaluated and integrated experience. Critical thinking should not be limited. It should be an exploration. Unfortunately, it's become more like just an informational listening. Of course, there's an empathic listening, which is wonderful when we are saying, I know how you feel and I'm feeling into you. But sometimes even empathic listening can get lost in, and let me tell you how I feel, so that if it comes purely from the solar plexus and not the heart, our empathic listening will be listening to somebody else through our own scratch on our lens. And so it's already filtered or limited by our own woundedness. In other words, we're more empathic with those who have a similar wound. And so I move into wise thinking and wise listening that comes from a much more detached place because I'm not so emotionally involved in listening. And I can hear you without losing myself in my own thoughts. And you can see when people are listening in that way, you'll often find that you're telling them a story maybe, and all they're listening for is where can I cut in? Where can I take over the conversation and tell, talk about me? And to me, that has that sense of, it starts off with empathic, but it then becomes much more about, let's talk about me. Not sure what word I'd use for that, but that can happen. And I'm sure many of you have had that, where you think you're being listened to, but only to the degree that it's going to give somebody else the chance to come in. And then after that, you're not heard at all. And so how do we change our listening? And there are different listening styles. And again, I'm talking about the best, I believe, is wise listening, where I can hear everybody's point of view, but without getting lost in everybody's point of view. And these are different styles, apparently, uh, again, from my research. So there's a people listening style where everybody's allowed to speak. Well, that's okay, but that can take an awful lot of time and we don't actually get anywhere. No decisions are made. And I think we've all had that experience where it's like, okay, where are we going? So there is a lovely aspect of that Quaker listening where you only add your voice to the subject if you have something extra to add rather than just being need to be heard. So can we actually listen to everybody but 
actually not need to voice our own opinion unless we have something valuable to offer. The other side of this listening style is also action-orientated. So the sort of people who say, yes, 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 now what do you want me to do? Now, there's a great place for that, isn't there? <laughs> you know, but sometimes where you just want someone to sit down with you and listen and give a hug, and many a time that's all we do want, we don't want someone to say, well, what shall I do? It's much more, if I may say, a masculine energy, but I see it amongst women and men. So what are you going to do? What should we do? And it's like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be heard. And I remember so many times sitting on people's beds, listening in the middle of the night in the hospital, and many a time they just wanted to talk. They knew they were dying. They knew that there was nothing going to happen, but they didn't want me to say, well, let's do this. And I very rarely did they ever say, what are you going to do about this? They just wanted to be listened to. So those who are more action-orientated, there's, there's a place for that. But there's also a time where it can become very wearing to have someone who is always in that. At the same time, there can be someone who is time-oriented. Well, I've got five minutes to listen, which really means, I have to say, you're not that important because whatever they're going to do in five minutes is more important. So you've got five minutes, but they're not interested. They're really already on to that next thing that is limiting your time with them. And I think that's the same where so you're talking to someone and their phone goes off and they look down to see who's calling. In other words, whoever's calling is much more important than you are. Or let me just reply to this text because this is much more important than you. I feel this whole aspect of what's more important is really coming to a fore now. And I remember a woman telling me again about her husband and she, he said, oh, she said, I need to talk. And he said, oh, look, I need to watch this television program first. Anyway, you'll be here after the television program. She said, I won't. She left after 30 years of marriage. <laughs> she was fed up of being second best in the listening score. She said, I'm finished. And so the last way of listening is, Listening for content, but being able to listen not only with your ears, but with your heart. What is being said? What are the nonverbal signals I'm receiving? What does this individual, if I may say, want me to say? If I'm really listening with my heart and soul, what does this soul want me to hear? And I often find myself hearing through the stories or through what's being told, the soul's voice. And when the soul's voice speaks to me, I hear it. I hear it silently or sometimes by a word that's spoken. And the soul is often saying, help this individual who is talking with you to hear my voice, to listen, to be still, to listen to that still small voice. And we all need to listen at that level. To listen in the stillness of our heart that will constantly be resonating with a deep, deep vibration of our soul. And when we have so much noise going on in our head and our thoughts, we can't hear it. So I pray that we may listen to all those that suffer are grieving, 
those who seem to have been lost because their agenda, their information didn't fit in with the narrative. Everybody needs to be heard. It isn't necessarily we need to take action, but not being heard is one of the most painful experiences we can ever have. Let's sit, let's listen. Let's go through those processes of truth and reconciliation in every community where everybody, they have something to offer, is heard and listened to by the whole, not with an already formed opinion of what we're going to do, but because without that, there is no evolution, there is no expansion of consciousness, and there's no future. So I hear you. I listen, our hearts communicate, and I send much love now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive Podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.